0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to Wednesday night. Yes, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> been watching what uh, our producer would say, the classic, the last couple of weeks, but uh, I'm back tonight, and I'm ready to give a message here by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen, that's what we're looking for. I, I hope you got to see Sunday's message of Pastor Scott. If you didn't, you can go online. It's uh, had a wonderful message on healing. He's been talking about that and he's probably continued to talk about that for some time. You know, there's been a lot of people out sick here in the church and different things. We need to know what God says about healing. He's still, Jesus is our healer and he still heals today. Amen? Amen. Well, tonight I wanna talk to you about living in the spirit. This world we live in today, if we don't walk by the spirit, we uh, live by the spirit and are not filled by the spirit, we're not gonna be able to fulfill and all that God has for us today. You know. I've mentioned this to you before, uh, having been in the Navy. When I joined the Navy, they gave me a, a, a responsibility. Now, it m- wasn't to run the Navy, obviously, but it was something I had to do. And they expected me to do that. Well, when you're in the army of the Lord, God has things for each one of you to do, each one of us to do. And we must be filled and, and live in the Spirit of God in order to successfully fulfill the plan and purpose he has for us. We're not just to be um, uh, bench warmers, so to speak, or, or or just sit around and let somebody else do all that God's called us to do. So we wanna be successful. We're gonna be held accountable when we stand before him, amen? So it's not just enough to be born again, but I want you to hear what Romans five or 8, 5, and 6 says. Uh, it's important. For those who are will, uh, live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. How many of you know we're fleshly minded? We, the world is so fleshly minded today. We're so distracted by the things of the flesh. But it goes on to say, those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnally minded, that's where you're thinking about the things of the world, the things of, uh, of the flesh all the time. Carnally minded, you know, you know, and in order to live a spiritually minded, uh, to be spiritually minded, live that kind of life, we must be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. You know that God didn't just say, hey, I'm going to I'm giving you a, a commission down here on Earth and want you to go on and be like me but he he said now you just go and do it on your own you you do whatever you have to do and how you ever have to do it he said no i'm going to give you one that comes alongside of you i'm going to give you one called the comforter the holy spirit to come and live on the inside of you so you can fulfill what i've started amen how I many of you know jesus started it Where to help finish it amen And we find over in Acts 1, 8, you know these scriptures. I'm not going to tell you anything that you probably haven't heard, but you need to hear them again. You know, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But in one amplified, I think it says by hearing and hearing and hearing. (laughs) It's not just I heard, I'm hearing all the time. What the spirit is saying, what the word says, amen? It builds our faith. So he says, you shall receive power. Now, who is that? That's Jesus. When the spirit has come upon you. And it went on to say, you shall be witness, be witnesses. And it tells you of the places, Judea, Judea uh, Samaria, uh, all these other places, St. Joe, Champagne, wherever you live, you'll he, be a witness. But he says this in the Amplified, you will be my witnesses. It's not just enough to be a witness. You'll be his witness. That's what he's looking for. Somebody that will witness to other people who he is. And if you don't know him, if you don't know who he is for yourself, how can you give away something you don't have? You can't. Then over in Acts chapter two verses, uh, I'll just read it again tonight. We're just gonna start a little. I may go on next week with this, This have a mini series here, you know, like uh, the big time preachers do that. They have mini series. But, But in Acts chapter two, as we've heard before, they were all in one accord in the upper room at that time. You know, it's important to be in unity with the body that you're in. Whether you're coming to this church here or whether you're going to another church, it's important that you be in unity. Not not division, not disunity, but to be in unity. And they were in the unity in the upper room. And it said on the day, this is chapter 2 of the book of Acts, on when the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. There they were in one accord. And it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled right then. You know, (laughs) uh, how is it that you may have eaten uh, this morning, but I tell you, I guarantee you, you'll begin to eat again tomorrow morning and you've probably eaten ever since then uh, during the day, but you'll eat again tomorrow. Well, it's kind of like that with being refilled with the spirit on a regular basis. You know, if you're not refilled on a regular basis, you'll drain out. Pastor Larry used to say, you leak. (laughs) We leak. Amen. But you can be continually refilled. And so then we find in Acts chapter four, we find the story, of, I'm kind of prefacing all this, Acts chapter three and four. In Acts chapter three, we see where the lame man had been raised by Peter and John. Now this is Peter who had just been filled with the spirit in, in the first part of this in Acts chapter two. And now he's out preaching the gospel. They're out doing what Jesus has started, <laughs> amen. Amen. What did Jesus start? He brought uh, the kingdom to earth. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What did he do? He taught, he preached, and he healed, and he delivered people. He brought salvation to the lost. Amen. And that was one of you and I. And so, and then we find Peter, and and it says, and they go to the gate beautiful. Now, they've been going to this place uh, by the temple for years. I mean, this wasn't anything new to them, but this day, this same man who laid there for, uh, it says that he was, uh, I think 38, I don't know if he'd been there 38 years, but he laid there for years and it was crippled. They walked up to this man and that day, the Holy Spirit told them uh, uh, this is that day. This was his day, amen? So they walked up to him and he was looking for them to give him something. You know, we have a lot of people looking for handouts. They don't necessarily want what they really need. But he said, "Silver and gold have I none." This is what in chapter three and verse six. Silver and gold I do not have, Peter said. But what I do have, I give you. Now, don't misunderstand. (laughs) If you if you research this enough, it meant that they didn't have money on them. You ever gone somewhere without money? I've gone places without money, especially more so now. If you don't, if you got a credit card, you know you don't have cash. So you couldn't give you wouldn't give him your credit card, but you you'd say, hey, I don't have I don't have that. But Peter says, I got something that's far better for you, such as I have, such as I have, raise up, rise up and walk, and that man was healed, was he not? So we go on to find that he they raised the man. Well. It caused a commotion. Anytime you do a good thing, isn't it like the devil to bring a commotion to you and want to bring you, persecute you? So they were brought before the Sanhedrin and they were brought before the rulers of the day. And in Acts chapter four, they're being interrogated and, and said, they were asked what power and by what, or what name has this uh, miracle been done? Now, I like what it says right here. Peter, if he was... <laughs> If he was just in the natural, in the flesh, like that first chapter or first verse I read in Romans 5, um, 8 and 5 and 6. If he was living in the flesh, he would have probably got in the flesh. But Peter, it says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just a little bit, not just going to church on Sunday, but filled with the very Spirit of God. And he began to tell them, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, he told them uh, what, what was what, did he not? You need to go read that for yourself, Acts chapter four. And I like what it says in verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they had the uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and realized that they had been with Jesus. How many of you know people will see who you've been with? Have you been with Jesus? or you've been with the world. They'll you can, you can locate a person real quick. Isn't that true? Then it goes on to say, and, uh, they, after they had been told not to do this anymore, they went back to their own companions. Vital that we go back to the people that will uh, pray and, and talk about the faith of God and talk about what God can't do rather than what God can't do. And so you need to be in a group of people each one of us do we need to be surrounded by faith filled people not just church going people we need to be filled with faith filled people that can pray and that's what they did they went back and prayed together and they didn't pray about the political scene of the day they prayed against what was going on but they prayed listen listen to what uh, verse uh, acts chapter 4 verse uh, 29 i wasn't going to read all this but i'm reading it now they this is what they prayed said, look on their threats and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. You know, if you're not filled with the Spirit, it's hard to speak the word of God. It really is. You'll be scrambled. Well, then what should I tell them? Oh, I probably shouldn't tell them. He said, with all boldness. How many times have you been in a situation where you knew you should, afterwards you should have said something, but you weren't bold enough to do it? If you're filled with the spirit and you're living in the spirit, you're walking by the spirit, you will begin to speak out the things that God wants you to speak. And it'll be, it'll be in a way that it comes across in a way that many times will touch the heart of the person you're trying to talk to. Goes on to say, by stretching out your hand to heal. What did they say? They didn't say, Hey, look, let's, we're going to uh, have a demonstration here against the government. No, they didn't say that at all. They didn't begin to slander the government. They, they said, look on their threats, but give to us a spirit of boldness. Amen? And then stretch out your hand and heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by what? Through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? What they were asking there? Have you ever thought about that? When somebody does you wrong, somebody doesn't do what you, you, you like, Rather than getting upset and mad and, and, and maybe I wouldn't say curse, but, but but you know you say things you shouldn't or get uptight. How about if you just pray, Lord, help me to be a blessing. Help me to do what's right now. Don't don't let me go off. Let me, Lord, just just help them. Help these people who are persecuting me. And it signs and wonders may be done. And it with all boldness I may speak your word. Isn't that isn't that something? And I like what it says. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all what filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There we have it in Acts four thirty-one. They were all filled again with the Holy Spirit, to overflow. Isn't that good? That's good. I'm telling you. And they spoke boldly. I'm telling you. I know what it's like to be able uh, to be afraid or be intimidated or be timid. Uh, uh, and because you don't want to say anything you shouldn't. But I have also know what it's like to be bold in the Holy Spirit and say the right thing at the right time to get somebody's attention or help somebody. Amen? Amen. Now we find over, uh, after they had done that, they moved on over and we find in chapter 6, now we're talking about living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, being filled to overflow with the Spirit on a regular basis, not just sometimes. In Acts chapter 6, I'll just read a portion of this. It says, Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, plied, plying, there arose a uh, complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in their daily distribution. Then the 12 summons the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now these these leaders didn't say, we're too good for that. These men have been doing that. every every job, the menial jobs of everything that needed to be done in the kingdom. They were doing. Now listen, most of the time you need to know, good leaders will nothing's too uh, something that they wouldn't do. Most of them have already done it. Amen. But they said we want. It's not good for us to leave the word of God and prayer, you know, and serve tables. In other words, we got. God's called us to a position of uh, uh, to uh, make disciples and disciple people. And we're spending all our time table waiting. We're not having that time. But I want to show you what verse 3 says. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. Boy, it's vital today to be of good reputation, good character. You know, we've heard over the years, some years ago, there was... Somebody in the White House that didn't have a very good character. He was doing things that were unseemly. And they came out, the media came out, character doesn't matter. Character matters mightily in our world today. And it matters even more so in the church. We're to be uh, people of integrity and people of good character. Doesn't mean we've never missed it. Doesn't mean we've never sinned. But we're not to be there anymore because we have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of us. Amen? And it says, full of the Holy Spirit. Wow. They were to pick out seven men of good report or good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. You know, it's uh, that we may appoint over this business. What? Over waiting tables? Well, I don't, I, I got, God's gifted me to do more than that. Hey, listen, you shouldn't take for granted anything that God would have you to do, amen? Amen, do what you know to do. Put your hand to something. Do it with all your might and all your all the gusto. And it goes on to say, but we will give ourselves what? Continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. So now they found seven men of good report, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Spirit. It says down here in my, in my notes in, in this Spirit-Filled Life Bible, church growth demands organization and delegation and it says, leadership, the Holy Spirit gives to us God's perspective. Wisdom is the practical side of problem solving. And so it says many many interpret regard the seven as the first deacons, although they didn't, they didn't uh, call them that at the time. Now, there were seven men that were picked, and, and you can read that in verse 5. And then it says in verse 7, when they, these men were full of the Holy Spirit, doing the things that the apostles had been doing, and here's what happened to the church, then the word of God spread because why? The the leadership had time to give themselves to what? To the word and prayer. That's why we, if you're in a church somewhere, and it should be, if you're not, you need to come along your pastor and say, what can I do? Where can I fill in? Where, where can I work? Can I work in children's ministry? Can I be an usher? Can I work you know, whatever, whatever you need to do, I'm there for you. And nothing is too little or too big. <laughs> whatever you do, you, you got, you know, I'll put my hand to whatever you give me. And then it says, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Now in verse eight, it says this. Uh, in verse eight, it says, says, well, let me just say this. Qualifications for the, being in the ministry is one of the big qualifications is we need to be filled with the spirit. You can't just do what God wants you to do by your your talents or abilities without him being right in the middle of it. Amen? But in verse eight, it says, and Stephen, full of faith and power, (laughs) what are we just talking about? Being filled with the spirit. And Jesus said what? You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, right? So faith and power did great, wonders and signs amongst the people. If you want to do, oh, I, I wish I was in a position of, uh, of authority and I wish I was, you know, could uh, be on the platform or I could, no, just get filled with the spirit and listen to what the spirit would have you to do. You know, today, there is so much need in the world today. There are so many people that each one of us can touch Lies that we can touch. We can pray for people and intercede for people and and see people delivered. Amen? And Peter, or I mean Stephen, was filled, full of faith, and he did great signs and wonders. This was a table waiter. Listen, some of the others went on and did that. And we see on further down, they were filled, overflowing on a regular basis. So they were living, not only uh, uh, were uh, born again, but they were spirit-filled continually. Over and over. Now it tells us over in Acts ten thirty eight. It says how Jesus anointed, uh, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with the power and with power. Who went about what, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now I wrote down here. If we are able to be like Jesus, which we are to be, Amen. I hope your desire is to be like Jesus. We should be like our our Master, our Savior, Amen and do the works that he did, we must be filled with the Spirit. It says how God anointed Jesus. Well, he had to be anointed with the uh, uh, Holy Spirit and with power. We must be too on a regular basis, amen? And so in John uh, 14, 12, it says, "'Most assuredly I say to you, "'He who believes in me, the works that I do, "'you will do also, or he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. That's Jesus. That's Jesus talking there. He said, you'll do greater works. Well, in greater scope of things, there's more people on the earth. There's more things to do today. He was, he was situated in, in, in uh, Israel and a surrounding area. Well, Israel, basically. And so we're the world is much bigger than that. And so we could do those things. But if we are to do the works, we must be continually filled with the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, church, that's what we need today. That's what we need in our churches today. We need people that are filled with the Holy Ghost and power going about doing good. Each one of us has been called to do that. If we don't do that, we're neglecting what God has called us to do. We're being disobedient to what he's called us to do. In Ephesians 5, 18, it says, don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled. And in the Amplified, it says continually with the Spirit. Amen. How about you want to be continually filled with the Spirit so you won't be caught off guard. You'll be ready for what God wants you to do. You know, I would think many of us or many of you in the audience today and myself included we wanna be obedient to do what God's called us to do. We wanna be valuable in the kingdom of God. We wanna see others come to know that savior that we know. We wanna see people healed and, and delivered and set free by almighty God. But we can't do that without his power. Peter and John couldn't do that. The church, early church couldn't do that. Jesus himself couldn't do that until he was filled with the spirit, amen? And, and he was continually full of the spirit. He, without measure, it said. But it says this over in Ephesians 5.18 in, in the Message Bible. Drink in the Spirit of God. Huge drafts or huge drafts of him. In other words, you know, I think of, I think of uh, many times with people that uh, they go partying and stuff. They, huge drinks of some, and they're drinking it. But he said, be filled with the Spirit like that. Drink huge drafts of him. Amen. Be filled, overflowing with Him. Uh, over in John seven, uh, verses thirty-seven, eight, it says, "Being filled with the Spirit, he who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly, out of his belly, will flow rivers of living water." How many of you know where we're to have rivers of living water flowing out of us? Not not dead, murky water. Not things that doesn't bring life. We're the, we're to be, be the people that. Are life of God in me (laughs) flowing out of me to others. Amen. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. That's what uh, we had a song we used to sing like that. Well, listen, we can't be uh, dead if the river is overflowing with, with godly water. Amen. A flooding uh, our soul and flooding the uh, the surrounding, the surroundings of our uh, life in, in Jesus name. No dead life You're filled with the Holy Ghost and overflowing. You won't be dead. How would your life be if it was like that on a continual basis, being led by the Spirit of God, being filled with the Spirit of God, doing what God has called each one of us to do in this day and this hour? There'd be no dead relationships. How many of you know that? You wouldn't have a dead relationship with God. You might be out there tonight and say, I wish God would speak to me. You know what? There's scripture that says, if you draw nigh to him, draw close to him, He'll draw close to you. He's, that's a promise. And he says it's also over in Hebrews, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Not just a, a once in a while person. I'm talking about you Come, Lord, my heart's desire is to know you. Amen. God, God, Jesus, the high priest of prayer on John 17 says, he prayed that prayer that we would know the father as he knew the father. Amen. And Paul said, and, and after his after his ministry was, was the downside or as a closing out of his ministry, they had, hey, Paul, what do you want to know, Paul? I want to know him. I want to know him. It's important, see, and as we do that, we'll get filled to overflowing. The more of him we have and the less of the world, we're going to be able to be vital in the kingdom of God. Amen? <laughs> no dead services. <laughs> Amen? You ever been in a service? And, and, and I hope it wasn't one of mine that I was preaching, but it may have been. As you come in and it's just like nothing's going on, nothing happening. You know, we got a part, part to play in that. We come in prayed up, build up, expectant that God's going to move in our midst. Not, it may not touch your, may not be something you have to have, may be something else somebody else has to have. And that's what we want meeting the needs of, of those that are hurting. Amen. And then it'll cause Jesus to be alive in our hearts, Jesus to be alive. You ever think about that? Jesus is alive in me, in Jesus' name. Isn't that important to know that? I, I tell you, uh, I want to. I want to just. Uh, I was going to read. I don't know if I have time tonight. We'll get into the more of this next week. But it's important. If listen, begin to draw nigh to Him tonight. Begin to draw to the place where, where. You're, you're saying, Lord, I need you. I need you every hour. <laughs> well, the point, the thing of it is, is today, we need you every minute of every hour because of all that's going on in the world today. Don't get distracted by what's going on. Listen, in the parable of the sower, it talked about what drew people away, the cares of the world, the distractions of the age. Listen, don't be distracted by what's going on. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the things of God. Keep your heart filled with this his spirit overflow, let overflow come out of you. Amen. Begin to worship him and magnify him. That's that's one of the ways you get to that place where you can be filled with the Spirit. You get, you get filled with the Spirit by praising Him, worshiping Him, and magnifying Him over every situation in your life. I don't know what you're going through tonight. Magnify, oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He delivered me. How many of you know you can be delivered right in the midst of your cares and worries and fears? But you gotta magnify Him. So we're running low on time, and I'm going to get off here, but I want to pray with you tonight. I want you to be sincere about it. Lord, show me your way. Get, fill me with your spirit. Refill me with your spirit. And I I determine to know you. I determine to get close to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray that. Father, we thank you tonight that you didn't leave us helpless and hopeless in this fallen world, but you gave us something far greater than any uh, atomic, Bomb or anything nuclear bomb in this world, you gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray for everyone in the sound of this message would hear my voice, would would say, Lord, fill me to overflow. I, I ask that for me tonight, Lord. I want to be fill me up in Jesus' name, that out of my belly shall flow rivers of water. It'll cause life to come wherever I go and whatever I do. And I give you all the praise for the people tonight. If they have any needs, Lord, they'll call upon the one that can can meet those needs. His name is Jesus. And we thank you for it now. In his name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Good to be with you tonight. Have a great night. Be blessed and be filled with the Spirit.